Today is Wednesday, September 4th, and on today's episode of That's Some BS, college football week one is in the books. We have winners, we have losers, we have upsets, we have blowouts, and we're going to recap it all. And also, week one of NFL is here, Super Bowl bound, who's going, who's going to be left out? We're going to talk about that. And finally, we have, and honestly, not that bad. All right, let's get into it. Uh, we're going to be underway here shortly. Please keep the seatbelts fastened as we climb out. We often get turbulence. Flight attendants, please proceed to port of pressure. Bro, you remember that part in the summer where we literally had nothing to talk about? and well, we, we were talking about Little League World Series? Yes, and that was miserable. But I, I think we could honestly do two episodes this week. We're not going to. We could, but, but we're just too busy doing our normal podcast stuff. Exactly. But guys, this week is huge, and there's a ton to talk about. Brock, you want to start with... Let's start with college football, because okay. that's what we know the best. We can start with the biggest game, probably of the weekend. Okay, since- which was... Oregon Auburn. What did you what did you think about this? What's your reaction of this game? I think that Oregon let them off the hook. I was watching this game and I was thinking, Dad, I'm gonna get on the podcast. I'm gonna have to admit that I'm wrong. I'm gonna have to admit that Auburn lost the game. And for literally the whole like until the last seven seconds, I was ready to admit that. But Oregon let them off the hook. They should have buried them. They had the number one draft pick next year at quarterback and you have a what 21 to 6 lead at halftime and you're telling me you can't win the game like i was so impressed by all or oregon's defense more than anything that was weird like usually what are the ducks known for fast not defense like fast fast offense put points on the board that was weird i remember saying like yo this is weird watching the ducks have have a defense low like honestly the defense for the ducks like like that was you know how people say, like, oh, like, offensive football is the new thing where everybody likes it? I actually enjoyed that game, and it wasn't a high-scoring game because the defenses were so good. And I can't decide. I mean, because I don't think each offense was that bad. I think that the Oregon defense, like, shut down Bo Nix for literally three and a half quarters. I'm going to argue that they shut him down for four. Oh, really? So, Bo, Bo I'll, I'll agree I, with you. Bo Nix did not win this game. Okay, that's what that's that's my main thing that I wanted to to talk about. It's just like how everyone's now like the hero or the legend of Bo Nix is born. I'm going to read you his stat line. Okay? It, it was poochie. 13 of 31 for 177, two touchdowns, two picks. 44 quarterback rating. And we're all going off about Bo Nix. Now, that's... Next Heisman candidate. Now, I don't want to discredit him because I think, I mean... This is a kid that was playing high school football games, so for him to go in on a big stage... Yeah, it's easy for us to say. Right. I mean, he did. I mean, just to see him on timeouts, he was... He's a gamer, and he's. I think Gus found his guy. He's going to be there for the next three years. Yeah, he's going to be fine. But get out of here about Bo Nix, like, led him to the promised land. You can't can't lie. You can't deny, though, that his name is, like, an all-time college football great already. It is, and I just loved the uh, the pictures of him yes. from the 2000. Uh, Bro, that makes his story even like that much better. It does. Him rocking the Cam Newton jersey, and now he's the starting quarterback. That's, and now he's got him undefeated. Okay, but I want. Okay, so you heard my opinion. What did you think about the Ducks and how they handled the rest of the game? I think you hit it well. I I was so surprised with that Oregon actually had a defense. It it was weird. I remember literally saying like. 
three or four times like this is odd because <laughs> I was expecting just points on points on points to be scored. And when that didn't happen, yeah, I was I was shocked. But I agree that Oregon kind of di- kind of did give this one up. I think I don't know if you've ever heard the saying like play to win, not to lose. Yes. I think that they had the not to lose mentality in the second half. Yes. You agree with that? I, I totally agree with that. Got conservative and and it led the door open for the Tigers. No, and uh, there's a lot of players that I really like that I loved watching for Oregon. And I think they're going to win the Pac-12 now. Like it just after watching that, I mean, like if they went all the way down to Dallas and came that close to winning, shoot, they should have won in the first place. All right, so here's a question. So they go 11 to 1 and win the Pac-12. It depends on how Auburn does. If Auburn goes 7 and 5, in the rest of the season, then it's going to look like a bad loss. But if Auburn gets a win against LSU, if they beat Georgia or if they beat Alabama, it's going to help Oregon's case because Oregon, for that whole game, everybody's going to look at that and remember the optics. That even though they lost on the last second play, everybody that watched that game knows that Oregon was probably the more dominant football team. You play that game nine more times out of ten, and Oregon probably wins that. You know, especially, I mean, that's a neutral side field. If that's in Austin, that's a blowout. Another thing, that last pass, that seal the deal, terrible ball. Yes, people are acting like, okay, I love it just because it was a great ending to a college football game. It was crazy. I'm not even about to lie. But (laughs) it was insane. But that ball was terribly underthrown. It was. He was off for most of the night. There was a lot of balls that he overthrew. But, I mean, that game just really kind of solidified, all right, football, college football is here. Going back to answer my question that I posed to you, I think if Oregon goes 11 and 1 that they but they need to be like they need to get the 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 nudge or have like people need to look over that because it depends on how they do the rest of the season. It, uh, they, it, it depends it depends on how the Tigers do like you said and then it depends on some other chaos on at the top of the polls happens as well. Exactly. And there's going to be some chaos this week because especially what's going down in Austin, Texas, and we'll talk about that here in a second, but that's going to be a huge game deciding on which conference is really going to sway who gets in, who gets out this year. Right. But if they go 11-1, I think they need a semi need to be rewarded for even just having the guts to put Auburn on the schedule. Go to Dallas. Nowhere close to Eugene. No. But, yeah. yeah. And then, so here's what they need to do the rest of the season, too. They need to blow everybody out. With that offense that they have, Herbert needs to like just light up the scoreboard. Because against those Pac-12 defenses out there, obviously they're no Big 12 defense, but they can light it up. So moving on, so we talked about Auburn. Let's move on over to the other team in the state of Alabama, which is the Crimson Tide. Bro, I, I'm not even going to lie. I didn't even watch it because I already knew it was going to be a rout. It started off slow. It did, but those peach or the Chick-fil-A peach games or the kickoff games, those are like an automatic Alabama Automatic dub. W for the Crimson Tide. So you don't even have to question it. Like Alabama, like they wake up and they're like, oh, Chick-fil-A kickoff game, that's a dub for us. Doesn't matter who they play. Doesn't help that it was Duke. I agree. So I think it's time to air our college football-specific segment, Champs or Trumps. Okay. For the first time ever, right? Yes. So now this that- week, every week we're going to do a segment where we highlight the champs of the week, and we're going to highlight the chumps of the week. And I'm going to start off with a chump. Okay. And it's the Missouri Tigers. Ooh. We, we, all, we heard all offseason about how Kelly Bryant is going to be an absolute answered prayer in Columbia. And even though while he had an okay game, 
on the stat sheet, he couldn't even beat freaking Wyoming. You can't roll up to Cheyenne and expect a dub. 37-31, big Cowboy victory over the Tigers. This is not good if you're a Missouri fan. Bro, and that score is close. I mean, that score, 37-31, makes it think that it was close. It was not close. It wasn't. Like, I checked. Like, Missouri scored a couple points at the end of the game just for Trash. optics. But, like, I'm telling you, like, up there, the Cowboys, look out. So, I'm selling all of the hype that I had in Missouri. Okay. All of it. All the stock, selling it for penny shares now. Well, this is a good transition for me into a winner of mine. So, one of my winners, or one of my champs, is actually the Mountain West Conference. Okay. The Mountain West Conference in general. They had a great showing. We had conferences that didn't do so great, a.k.a. SEC. We'll talk about that. But the Mountain West, who they got? They got Hawaii starting off. Great win. Great win. We talked about it last week. Great optics, great looks for the whole Mountain West. Right off the bat, starting off the season. Then we mentioned Wyoming getting a quality win against an SEC opponent at home. For sure. And then we have Boise. Boise getting a road win. And this is like it was supposed to be a neutral site game. But thanks to Hurricane Dorian, they moved it to Tallahassee. And it was almost an all-pro Florida State crowd. Shoot, it was at Florida State. It was a home game. No, and the tickets were like, I think uh, tickets for students were free. And then it was like $10 a mission Mm -hmm. to a Power 5 football game. Like, that was insane. And I remember I was looking at it, and it was like, at one point, it was like 31 to like 12 or something like that. I'm like, daggummit, Boise's going to get blown out. It's going to be bad. They're not ready for the humidity, blah, blah, blah. And I just stopped watching it. I didn't even come back and check. I got an ESPN alert saying they won. What? Florida State choked that game. Just with you, I started off my Saturday morning watching this and got off of it, but then came back into it, and I was shocked to see that Boise was in the game. And then finally, last but not least, we have Nevada getting a huge win. Oh, my goodness. Huge win at home over the Boilermakers. So... That's my first champ of the week is the Mountain West Conference. Huge, great start for them. And all those teams that we just mentioned are like those always scary dark horse teams that you don't really want to play. Okay, my next one kind of sticks sticks in line with yours. So the Big 12 is a champ for me. Okay. Went 10-0. and What? Week one. Now, granted, the teams that they played are not of great quality. But still, Some played a- some people. Some others played nobodies. But yeah, they went 10 and 0. That's that's still great though for the conference. Right. And then to tie into that is going to be OU. Okay. They're a champ for me. Real I, coming real, from a poke. Real recognizes huge. real. Real recognizes real and I'll tell you what. They might have an average defense and that makes them a pretty scary team. Yes. They limited I think Houston to like 30 points but like the last touchdown was trash. Derek King was held in check <laughs> all night. And Jalen Hurts is a man on a mission. Did you see his post-game interview? That's what I'm saying. Dude has a, like, take-care-of-business, unfinished-business-type attitude. Like, dude, after he had three three incompletions, and he's like, I need to to be better. No smiles. Like, bro, what are you talking about? Dude played amazing. He counted for six touchdowns. I I don't think if you play NCAA, I don't think that you could get a better stat line than that. 20 of 23 for 332, three passing. 16 carries for 176 rushing yards and three touchdowns. But he needs to get better. Oh my gosh. It's insane. Like that that I love that mindset though. That's yeah. Like right. If you have that mindset in anything that you do, you're going to be crazy successful. And in this whole season, like regardless of who they play, like whether it's like uh Kansas or 
you know, TCU. This dude could care less. He wants nothing more than to match up with the Roll Tide in Alabama and play them in the playoffs and beat them. This is a revenge tour. That's a 30 for 30 waiting to be written. Bro, I can't wait for that. But anyways, you want another, you want a champ or you want a chump? We're champs, so stick with champs. Okay. So this one is actually related to one of our guests. So, ooh, a BSer? Yeah, a BSer. Okay. So one of our uh, interviews that we did was with Brevin White and Princeton football. They're about to kick up here soon. But his brother, Brady White, took over the game in the 901. The 901 was rocking. The Liberty Bowl was insane. It was half filled with Rebel Pride. It was half filled with Tigers. But you know what? The 901 prevailed, and the Memphis Tigers took down the SEC rival, the little brother, so said, of the game. And Brady White had an amazing game. And I, I follow him on Twitter. And if you guys don't follow him, he's an awesome follow. But he was just retweeting all this stuff because there's a ton of talk before the game. Like Ole Miss had, they're like, oh, man, little brother. They're not even a rival. And then Ole Miss goes out there and t- catches that L. And it was not like offensively, not the prettiest game from either team. It was 15 to 10. There's a couple of safeties in there. But just getting that huge win at home, especially over a, like a proximate close rival like that, that was huge. So, Brady White, you're a champ this week. Got to get him on. Do we have to? We got to get him and Brevin on the same show. Small champs, notable champs. Okay. Kansas. Okay. Yes. The Mad Hatter, 1 0. Okay. Uh, Fine Bomb threw a lot of shade. To Kansas's way on college I, football live, and I heard I that. Didn't like it. Oh, and Mac Brown, want to know? Welcome back to college football. Big win over South Carolina. Yeah, he was one of my winners. Uh, I just put old people dancing. Yeah, uh, that's yo, a champion he had, move. He had the juice. He had the moves. Yeah. So whenever you see Mac Brown dancing like that, you're like, all right, this is a, this is a good thing for the sport. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> but anyways, I have a couple other losers. Okay. Um. My first loser is Razorback fans because Razorback fans, they're getting mad of probably their only win this year. Only win? They're probably, bro, I'm telling you, this is going to be a tough season for the Razorbacks. I'm not kidding. So what's the win total? What's the, what's like max? I'm saying they might win one more game this year. Okay. I'm saying they might win one more game this year. I didn't watch the, the any of the Arkansas Bro, games. Portland State is one of the... They went 4-7 and seven last year. They're an FCS team. How do you only win by 7 at home? I get that, like... Like, you don't want to be Tennessee. You don't want to lose to Georgia State at home, obviously. But Razorback fans are getting mad. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Y- yes, it is. But enjoy the win. Like... Chad Morris said that he's like, I'm not going to apologize for winning. Think about that. that. Think of how crazy that is. And so, Razorback fans, you guys are the chumps of the week because this is probably your one game that you're going to get to enjoy this year, and you're not enjoying it. I bet they'll get two more. Two more? Two more. Okay, you want to know the rest of their schedule? You know who they play this week? That's Ole Miss. That's At a loss. Ole Miss. And then they got... Colorado State. That's probably a loss. But here, the next week San four... San Jose State. That's a win. I don't know, man. It's... You never know. And then Western Kentucky. Here's here's the interesting thing. No SEC games, though. Here's the thing about the Western Kentucky game that I think is crazy interesting. So UCA, University of Central Arkansas, beat them this past week. 
Okay. Okay. What happens if Western Kentucky comes to Fayetteville and beats the Hawks? And Arkansas has this weird thing where they don't play in-state schools because they don't want to be viewed as like the like they they are the superior beings in the state. And they don't want to even risk losing to an in-state school. It's like a prize fighter that won't challenge anybody. Exactly. So, anyways, I'm going to get off that. Okay. That was Probably one smart. of mine. Um, my other chump of the week is me. What? Yes, I'm a chump for picking Louisiana Tech oh, over Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, okay, so my mindset behind this was there's always, like, a top 25 team that is way, le- like, that is way overrated and gets either blown out or loses a close game at home. And I thought it was going to be Texas because I thought this game was going to be a trap game for the LSU game this week. And the other Sam Ellinger proved me wrong. And they lit it up. And I'm going to eat my words for this, um, for picking Louisiana Tech over Texas. Um, And then finally, actually I have two more. Uh, My other losers, State of Oregon. So the Ducks and the Beavers catching that L, Spencer Sanders. And Portland State. And Portland State. Golly, man. The whole state of uh, Oregon football is not looking good. And then finally, Corey Taylor. Now, do you know who Corey Corey Taylor is? No. Corey Taylor is a running back at the University of Tulsa. So, he said... See the the one that said they were going to go off on the ground? Yes. Yeah. He said that they think... He thinks that 200 rushing yards against Michigan State, which was the number one run defense in the country last year, is a reasonable goal. Do you want to know what uh, they finished running? Negative 73. Negative 73 yards. Yeah, not good. Not good at all. Not good. So those are my losers, or my chumps. One more loser that I just thought of is Vanderbilt's home crowd. Yes! Oh my gosh! Come on, Commodores! That was practically a home game for Georgia. Well, if you think about it, a lot of college football fans, especially in the South, like... I get that Nashville's a huge international city and that probably a lot of fans live in Nashville. I get that. But that's bad. Well, here's the deal. I'm sure Nashville, like the students that go to Nashville, I'm sorry, the students that go to Vanderbilt, they were probably already in the library. They're probably studying, getting ready for test. And they're like, we already know this is going to be an L, so there's no point in showing up. Or already focusing on baseball season. Yes. Because Commodores, or, you know, I'd like... Vandy's one of those weird schools that has this weird basketball court where, like, the floor is elevated. And then you know they don't sit on the baseline at Vandy. Or they sit, they don't sit on, like, the... the they do it like the tournament where they're, like, sitting on the, like, below no, no, the no, no, court? No, 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 Well, yeah. Uh, no, they sit, like, at the very, at the baseline at opposite ends, like, underneath the basket. Oh. Yeah, it's weird. I don't think I've ever seen that. Vandy does things a little differently. Hmm. So, Clearly, I can understand they why they're a chump. To their home game. I can understand why they're a chump. But, Brock, is there anything else from this past week? I don't think anything from week one. I'm ready to talk about some week two. Okay. But just to recap, Bama rolls like always. LSU slaughtered everyone from Georgia Southern, turned them into gumbo, and Georgia did their thing. And honestly, the SEC got whooped this week other than that. So, looking forward to this week, Brock, what's on your radar of what games to watch for? Or who's Rocco picking this week? Because Rocco's 0-1. Or no, she's Game day is going 1-1. Game day is going to Austin. Okay. This weekend. Keep Austin weird. For the LSU Texas game. And do you want to hear about that one already? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And by the way, if they don't. No lead up. We're just. Okay. 
if they don't have Matthew McConaughey as the guest picker for that, then they messed up. They'll show him on the sidelines at least a couple times. Yes. But, they have okay. To. So, synopsis for this game. Game day hadn't been in Austin in 10 years. That's crazy. Both are coming off pretty good week ones. Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing to be frightened or scared of. But here's the thing. So, Rocco took a, took a look at both games, how they ended up. And she loves what Joe Brady is doing at LSU right now. She saw the new and improved offense. It wasn't a pro-style offense that had a running back that went over 100 and they won 14-3. to No, this offense was moving last week. And it's being headed by Joe Burrow. And Duke could go off in Austin. So Rocco's going with the uh, the Tigers over the Longhorns. Texas is not back. Let's count. To well, make it two a, and one, yeah. yeah, that's a statement that I had last week, and I'm I'm not gonna eat that one. I'm gonna pick the Longhorns in this one. Okay, so they proved me wrong last week, so I feel like I have to go with them this week. And so this week I'm picking Make them up to call. win. Now here's the real question. I don't know if you saw these T-shirts that they were wearing last week. The real DBU. The real DBU, and I'm gonna have to disagree with that. As much as I want to pick the Longhorns, I'm going to pick them, but I'm not gonna pick them as the real DBU. LSU is the real DBU in this situation. And I know, and you know what the crazy thing is? Defensive backs are the ones that get the most offended by this. Like, if you go to um, another school and you're like, yo, we're offensive line you. Other schools are like, okay, cool. But like, defensive backs take true pride in this. They do. They have put out so many, so much talent these past couple of years to the NFL, LSU has. And yeah, Texas has like, who? Kenny Vaccaro. Like who? Can you even I, name me? I, I can't name. Yeah. Well, what, no, I take that back. Um, Earl Thomas. Okay, Earl Thomas. Yeah, uh, but dude, we could go down the list of Tyron Matthew. Folks. Yes, for LSU. Morris Patrick Clay, Peterson. Morris Claiborne. These aren't the greatest pros, but these guys were taken early. Exactly. So what games next? So other game that I know down in Death Valley. The one question that I have for this game, by the way, it's Texas A&M number twelve at number one Clemson, is. With the hurricane coming in, what are the field conditions going to be like, and who's it going to benefit? I think it benefits Clemson. Because here's the thing: if I read you this stat line, tell me who tell me who this is. Twelve for twenty three for one sixty eight, one touchdown, one pick. Do you know who that is from week one? I'm guessing it's the Texas A&M quarterback. No, it's actually Trevor Lawrence. What? Yes, Travis Etienne for them is their offense. People want to people want to look at Trevor Lawrence. But Travis Etienne might actually run away with the Heisman if dude keeps it up. So, no, I think it definitely benefits the Tigers. But this game is going to get spicy. We all remember how last year went. I think uh, A&M lost by two. Two points last year went down to the wire. Dude, that game was insane down on Kyle Field. And so this, uh, this is another intriguing matchup. But I think Clemson, again, comes away with the dub this this year. Did you see what the offense lineman for uh, A&M said today? Guaranteed victory? No, he said he didn't guarantee victory. He just said there will be an upset. So he guaranteed a victory. Exactly. Okay. What are the games do you have marked up for this week, Brock? One that a lot of people won't really tune into, but I feel like it's got a sneaky chance. Cincinnati at Ohio State. Bearcats got 11 wins last year. They beat UCLA handily. It'll Uh, definitely be a step up from Florida Atlantic. But I'm excited to see uh, Justin Fields go up against more competition. I mean, it's easy to throw. I don't know if you saw... But the touchdowns that he threw against Florida Atlantic were wide open. I mean, shoot. Chief, my dog, could throw those touchdowns. Speaking of. Speaking of, he's going to. First pick later on the show. Stay tuned. Yeah. 
But yeah, no, his his guys were on like different planets. Exactly. But, but Cincinnati's not a pushover. Shoot, I picked them to win the American. I mean, they played in Did the Do you remember that? Yeah. No, that's not true. Who did I pick then? UCF, cuz you're going to have to fly to Orlando if you do, if if they don't win it. So don't know how that works, but oh, gosh, I'm just trying to get out of it that way. Anyways, another game, Stanford USC. Even though USC, I think, is... Is it at Sanford or is that USC? It's, it's at USC. See, USC has fallen off so bad, yeah, man. Yeah, I think... It's it's crazy. USC and UCLA. It's just crazy to me to think that you can't get quality talent just to stay close there. I mean, you got teams like Oregon, who's hundreds of miles away, plucking kids from the LA region and just getting their best players. And I remember back in 2004, 2005... That would not have happened at all. But they're still getting talent, though. That's why I'm saying, hey, I know it's August, but I think Clay Helton won't be there in, like, November. No, have you seen their upcoming schedule? It's bad. It's a grind. It's bad. So you got Stanford this week. Who do you have next week? You got Utah coming down the pipe. You got both Utah teams. They go at BYU. At BYU is not a pushover game. Nope, and then back home against Utah. At Washington, at Notre Dame. Good Lord. I wouldn't be surprised if they're one in five. So we'll see Urban Meyer come out of retirement to take the USC job. He's already out there in LA at the Fox pregame show. By the way, did you get a chance to check that out? Yeah, I wasn't impressed. Even though it's actually funny. It was, but but it was weird. It was was funny and weird at the same time. Yeah, because they're trying to compete with game day. Well, they're they're probably not gonna win that battle. Not at all. Last thing to note for the like diehard listeners is get your sleep Friday night. If you really want to stay up and watch all the games, because the latest game to kick off Saturday night kicks off at 11 p.m. What? Who's playing? Hawaii and Oregon State. Are you going to stay up and watch that? I might watch a little, probably not the whole game. Because you got to get up for game day. Yeah, I won't. I won't have. What's on the Pokes play? Six. They got night games, so you can. Well, you got to wake up, get up for game day. But they, but they play at six, and then the Texas LSU game's at 6:30. Ooh, makes it a little. That's gonna be tough. It's sticky. It's just a bit of a situation. But anyways, so you're rolling. You're rolling Longhorns. Rocco's rolling Tigers. Hook them this week. Baby. Gonna be a great game, to be honest. You gonna put something on this game this week to make it interesting? Like what? Um. Well, I would say Popeyes chicken loser, sandwiches. I was just okay. So let's do that. Loser, loser buys. Whenever the chicken sandwiches do come back. Oh yeah. PSA. Sorry guys. Not gonna have a review this week. I know we did. We we promised. We might have promised on last show, but. Obviously, it's not going to happen. And blame that on Popeyes. We are ready. Like we They're have, losing so much money right now. Yes, we are open arms. I called four times. It's ridiculous, honestly. It is, uh, there's a guy suing Popeyes right now. I saw there's a like a, uh, like a gunman had a standoff with him. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The last night, I saw it on Twitter. So, okay. It shouldn't be that difficult to get the chicken sandwiches back, but let's do that. Let's loser of, of that game pays for the other's chicken sandwich whenever the heck they come back. Okay, I'm down for that. Cool. And so speaking of standoffs, we've been standing off with the NFL because we've been ready for it to come back. But now it's finally here. It's back, baby. And we got this week's Thursday night kickoff game on NBC. We have the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears celebrating 100 years of the NFL. And I can't wait for this because... Uh, Cleo Mack came out with a quote today. He goes, I can't wait to hit somebody. Like, that dude has, like, so much aggression built up right now. He's just like, I can't wait to watch this. And this is a, 
This is a rivalry game. No, it's a, it's the oldest rivalry in all of the NFL. And I expect this game to be defense oriented. Not a lot of points scored. This I'm isn't Chiefs Rams. I'm so intrigued to see how this whole Green Bay thing is going to work out because a lot of these NFL teams they're not releasing their whole entire offense. Not even in week one. Like it's going to eradicate throughout the whole entire year. And so, like, if you thought you saw what you're going to see from the Packers with Matt Lafleur <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers, shoot, I don't even think Aaron Rodgers played like a total of like 30 plays this preseason, but. I'm excited to see how this goes down. I think we already know what Mitch Trubisky is. His ceiling has probably already been reached. It's going to be that defense that carries him this year. Right. Defense um, and run. I think big things are in the cards this year for David Montgomery. Iowa State Cyclone, dude could be really good. But going back to the Bears, I don't think that their defense is going to be as strong as they were. They lost their defensive coordinator, who's Vic Fangio. He's the head coach at Denver Broncos right now. Um, and thanks... It's so hard to go year to year and still keep that same consistency if you lose coaches, if you lose players. And so with that, I'm probably going to pick the Packers to go on the road week one and steal a game. Because Aaron Rodgers has been money in Soldier Field. I'm rolling the Bears. The Bears? The Bears, because I love defense. Okay, and here's the one game out of the week that I'm going to say to watch out for. And it's a 1 p.m. game. But it's Cleveland versus Tennessee. So this Cleveland game, everybody You're not so, drinking the, the brown Kool-Aid. No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. What I'm gonna say is I'm not gonna pick pick this game. All I'm saying is is that this game's gonna be a fun game to watch. Like everybody's talking about what Cleveland's gonna do. And this is really gonna set the tone for the season. If they lose week one, this is supposed to be a win for them. And the Tennessee Titans are not a pushover team. Even though like in the past with Mariota, you know, I'm not going to talk trash about Mariota. This is his last, like, year to prove it. Yes. This is it until they start looking at quarterback options. Yeah, Tua, Tua could be Or going, start tanking for Trevor. Yeah, whoever it might be. Tank for Trevor and just keep Tannehill on the roster until then. Yes. But I I really like what the, what the Titans are doing right now because Andrew Luck's gone. And, bro, they were 0-10 against Andrew Luck. They did not win one game. Wow. Surprising stat of the day. Exactly. And so, speaking of which, the Colts signed two quarterbacks, Jacoby Brissett, to a two-year extension, $30 million, and then Brian Hoyer to a three-year, $12 million deal. What? It it forces the hand. When I saw that, that Jacoby Brisket. Jacoby Brisket? Yeah, it's a little nickname. Um I was shocked because I don't think the man gets paid that if if Andrew Luck doesn't. No, not at all. They're just like, oh crap, we got this extra money. Well, no, I don't think he ever gets paid that. No matter if he went somewhere else, like down the line. But that's that's crazy. He's definitely the immediate beneficiary. Yeah, from that situation. But going back to the Cleveland Tennessee game, I think it's gonna be so much fun because we're excited to see how this Odell, this Jarvis Landry, this Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, like everybody, is gonna play out. Freddie Kitchens is gonna be his first game as a head coach. And I know, like, guys like Colin Coward are just ready to slaughter the Browns. But in a weird way, I kind of want to see him succeed and get very close and then just have the Browns' friends, uh, their feet cut up from underneath them. But so this week, uh, so we had Rocco. Rocco is the executive producer for the NCAA. Chief, my dog, not to get confused with the organization, the Kansas City Chiefs, but Chief the dog. I've been waiting for this for a long time. 
Chief the Dog is picking a game this week. And the game of the week that he's going to pick is the Steelers versus the Patriots. It's going to be up in Foxborough. It's going to be prime time on Sunday night. Everybody's going to be rocking, ready to go. But Chief, uh, Chief's been mulling, and he was you know, chewing on his toy for a little bit, and he's really trying to decide on who's going to win this game. And he came down to a final decision, and he's going to pick the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. Yeah, to get a road win week one. He thinks that the Steelers are more determined than ever to prove people wrong about Antonio Brown, to prove Ben Roethlisberger, sir. That's going to be really weird, by the way, not seeing, seeing the Steelers without A.B. Yeah, I totally agree. A.B.-less. A.B.-less? Yeah. So they can see their way? His way, yeah. I'm see sorry. their way okay, out we, of it. We yeah. really stress that. <laughs> but anyways, Chief told me that the Patriots, every single year, they always start off slow in September. And so September's their thing to kind of test things out, see how things go. And then around Thanksgiving, around that time of the year, they lock in and they get going. And so I think that with the combination of the Steelers wanting to prove everybody wrong, and they've quietly developed a great defense with Devin Bush in the draft and Steve Nelson at corner getting them from the Chiefs, I think that they're going to be a solid team. Um, and so does Chief. Chiefs picking the Steelers. <laughs> I like Chiefs' logic there, but it's just hard to go against TB12. Yeah, but that's that's easy to say. But like in the past couple of years, they've always lost games that they normally shouldn't have in the early part of the year. Shoot, the Titans blew their doors off last year in Nashville. Brady probably went out, you know, on Broadway and be like, "Yo, the Nash." But here's the thing, though. That's old. That's old Brady. This is new Brady with a new helmet. New 2.0. Yes. Or this is like 12.0. 12. Yeah, 15.0. This is his 21st season. Is it? Yes. Okay, well, Tom, 21.0. Dude's almost been in the NFL as long as we've been alive. Almost. So any other games you're excited for this week? I really like the Monday night. I know there's two games on Monday night, and I don't know who the second one is, but I love the uh, the Texans-Saints matchup. So it's going to be Texans-Saints starting off, and then late night game is going to be Broncos at the Raiders at the Oakland Coliseum. I'm really intrigued just because I think I'm pulling. I I can easily pull for both of those teams. I don't really have a deep NFL pride allegiance, you know, to a team. Um, but no, these are two teams that I can definitely pull for. I'm interested to see Houston now with Deshaun back and healthy because I think he could be a great quarterback if the man could just stay upright. And with the big trade this past weekend, Jadavian Clowney going to Seattle, and then. Uh, Lamry Tunsil and Kenny Stills heading to the Texans. And Carlos Hyde. And Carlos Hyde. Bro, what is going on with Bill O'Brien as the GM? Like, he's just handing out, like, first-round picks like it's candy. What was it, two? It was two to the Dolphins, and then, like, they gave Jadavian Clowney away for, like, two scrub defensive players and then, like, a third-round pick in next year's. Yeah. Like, I have my questions about Clowney as well because I don't know if he's durable enough to stay up for a long season like that because he's had injury issues. And he loafs. He really does. He like, takes plays off. He really does. And that he's was a, his thing coming out of college. He's a generational talent. He's a freak athlete. But, like, I'd rather have a guy like J.J. Watt that has, like, the drive that gets after it. God, I hope these clips don't come out and like watch like us talk mad trash about Jadavian Clowney. And he goes, "What? That'd be great publicity for the show, though." He's not, anyways. And he's not a BSer. On the flip side, I could, I would love 
to see the Saints win it all this year. Really? Well, you just want Drew Brees to have one last I nice do. Ride. I want that because I think of all the recent players that have been able to ride off into the sunset after winning the Super Bowl, I think number nine is the most Do you most think deserving. that if he wins it this year, he retires? He would. I think he might. He would heavily think about it. I don't think so. Mm, With th- all the young so. weapons that he has around him? I think so. Wait, you think he just wants to retire now? I'm just saying that's a perfect storybook ending for a great career. It's going to have to take some sort of mental fortitude to get them past what they've gone through. Whether it was the Vikings, the way they ended that game a couple of years ago, whether the Rams. It always seems like the Saints have heartbreak in like the late playoffs. Well, last year, I mean, we all know what happened there. And that's just that's just unfortunate for many reasons. Right. But see, here's the thing. He's 40. He's 40, and I think he's got like... I'm a man. I'm what? 40. Two, he might have been... He's, might have two years left on his deal. I'm not sure, but yeah, if he if the Saints won at all, it might be the last of Drew. I'm sorry, I can't go for that. I gotta go for my guy, Patrick Mahomes. That's fine. Can't see Chiefs. We're gonna be see. Here's the thing that I am nervous about. So we signed Lashawn McCoy. We picked him up from the Bills, and even though he's back with Andy Reid, this is just more and more pressure of like, if we don't go to the Super Bowl, I mean, like the expectation is to win it, obviously. If we don't go to the Super Bowl, this is a failed season. Absolutely failed season. And it just adds more and more pressure that I, myself, and I'm getting nervous about. Because as a Chiefs fan, we're like, we're not supposed to be in this position. Where people are like, yo, I'll come to Kansas City. But see, that's what we've we been talking to- about for past episodes. People need to be real. What do you mean? Like, fan bases. No, here's my thing. is that like We definitely have the most talent to make it there. It's just... Potential is potential. Can we do it? And I, that's, and that's why you go on the field every Sunday. Exactly. So, you know, I'm just nervous about it because I keep seeing these tweets of like, they're stacked at every position. And probably Brady and three some frat guys from like Georgia State will probably run us. That's what I'm scared of. I mean, if you're thinking like 15, 16, and 0. There's a chance. Like, I've seen chill, articles. I've seen articles. Chill. This week is actually scary. For the Chiefs, because it's week one, and it's in South Florida with the heat, the humidity, in Jacksonville. In Jacksonville, their defense is no pushover. And you don't know how Foles is going to be. No, not at all. And I'm excited. I am excited to see how our defense does with Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark, and Chris Jones, and all the other guys. So it'll be a new-look defense for the Chiefs. I'm pumped for just the starters to play more than a couple quarters. You're telling me, man. It's been rough. This whole preseason has just been like, I'm ready for the preseason. Just it's tough, but we can rejoice now. Yes. So, Chief is going with Steelers. Yes. For so the fir- okay. Chief's going to be 1-0 this week. I hope he does. Chief's going to be 1-0. I hope he does. All right. So, moving on, we have our last segment of the day, and it is honestly not that bad. I'll go first. Speaking of 1-0, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Okay. Played on Monday. Yep. Not a Stellar performance for the number nine team in the nation, but still got the win at yeah. Louisville. But there would be teams all across the country that would love to have that kind of win. Right. Along the way, there was a play, I believe, mid-third quarter. Notre Dame's quarterback, Ian Book, drops back under pressure, throws it away, decks a Louisville cheerleader in the face, breaks her nose. Yes. Breaks her nose. I was doing homework while watching that, <laughs> and... I look. I started laughing, but then I felt bad. I felt bad for her. But here's the thing: not a lot of people can say 
that they've, you know, almost caught a pass from Ian Book. Mm-hmm. And she can say that now, and she can be happy with, I think Louisville's really improved this year. So that's my honestly not that bad. So do you think that because she got hit the, with the ball, you could say that she got, especially because it's from a Notre Dame quarterback, she got hit with the Holy Spirit? Could have, yeah. I think she can claim that now. Well, good. They need some Holy Spirit down in Louisville with all the sanctions and crap that they've gone through. Thanks, Papa John's. <laughs> but anyways, moving into one. So you mentioned Papa John's. Moving into one branding deal to the next. Brock, beer is alive and well in college football now. Yes. And, you know, with big money out there, there's got to be sponsorships. And so one of your favorite teams in all college football just signed a beer deal with Yingling. So Yingling, the beer out of Pennsylvania, signed a deal to be the official official domestic brew of the UCF Knights. Oh my gosh. So if you guys go down to Orlando and you guys are, you know, wanting to sip on a little bubbly, sip on a little brews, guess what kind's down there? Yingling. So it's, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It doesn't crack my top five. Okay, what's your top five? Top five brews? Yeah. I mean, we're probably gonna have to stick with uh, I don't know my like my Top three, no order. Bud Light. Are we trying to get sponsorships? Bud Light. I don't know. Bud Light, Corona, Modelo. Okay. You riddled those all fast. Two. Yeah, because I don't, and I don't know which one I would give the the nod to. The nod to. But two honorables. Revolver Brewing. Not Whoa. a lot of people have heard of. Texas Beer. Number five, we'll throw in Budweiser. Okay. An honorable mention, can we get the... Uh, We're not throwing Natterdays on here. No, I wasn't going to say that. What was the one down in um, Broken Bow? Ooh, Mountain Mountain Fork Brewing Company. Yes. I forget what they called that, but that's very good. It Rocumbo, was. Oklahoma, or Hotchatown. Hotchatown. Specifically. Yes. Hotchatown, Oklahoma. Hit it up. Anyways, that's cool. So you'll you might you might catch one when you go to Orlando. I'm not going to Orlando. We'll see. But here's the thing. When you do go to Orlando, don't fly out of Singapore Airport. Because my neck's honestly not that bad. Okay. It has to do with a guy that was arrested at the Singapore airport. He bought a ticket. His wife is leaving, right? His his wife is the one going on a trip. He's not leaving. Okay. He bought a ticket just because he wanted to go, like, to the gate with her to say goodbye. Like, a great move already. Like, Dude, that's, devoted. Ul- that's ultimate move right there. Yes. Ultimate love. Like, no, I want to stay with you as long as I can, right? Like, you know, you're my boo thing. He got arrested. What? By, Yeah. By uh, the Singapore Airport Police. Why? I don't know. They came out afterward and they were like, look, if you're back here past security, like you need to be traveling. I don't know what kind of, what law he was breaking there. But yeah, he got arrested because. So here's a question. Do you think that he bought a ticket for that flight that she was going to be on? Because if. He if, did. He well, Yes. If, what was the long. It doesn't matter. Was it a long flight? I don't know where they were going. Because I was about to say, if it was like an over, if it was an international flight, what I would have done is I would have bought like a cheap, um, like a cheap airline flight for like 60 bucks, like one way, hop in the airport, uh, in the terminal, be like, yo, I'm, I'm still here. Okay. It's an offense in Singapore to misuse a boarding pass. And so how would they know if he just walked around and then just walked out? I'm not sure how they got onto this, but you can be locked up for two years or fined. What? $20,000. Guess who's not going to Singapore? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't do it. But why it's not that bad is because, have you heard of the Singapore airport? I've seen pictures of it. And it's, like, luxurious. Like, it's beautiful. Like, it has, a, like, a waterfall inside of it. Like, it's pretty. So, at least he got arrested. Does well. American fly there? 
I believe so. I believe so. But yeah. There we go. So guys, uh, that's our episode for this past week. We also have a a new what would you want to call this, Brock? Like groundbreaking. A new tool. A new tool? Yeah, a okay. new tool for us to interact with you guys Home because Depot. we are <laughs> or Lowe's. But anyways, we want we have a tool that we want to interact with you guys with. Um Brock, you want to tell them a little bit more about it? All right, folks. So while we're not like a live on the air type show, we wanted to sort of enact something to where we could be, you know, we could feel like you guys are sitting at this table with us. Yes. And so I need everyone right now to pull out your phone, okay, as you just did your your unlock. I need you to go to your contacts. Okay. Add a contact. Create new. And I need the name to be That's Some BS Pod. And the number you're going to put down, 539-209-4816. And why that number is important is because you now can call in and leave a question, whether it be sports-related, relationship advice-related, food-related. This is going to be huge. This leave, is huge. It I'm goes, so excited for this. It goes straight to voicemail. Leave your question. You can You can say your name. You can say where you're from. You can give a shout out. You can say whether you want us to like play the audio of you, your question on the air, or if you just want it, you know, to remain anonymous. I can't wait for this, man. I hope, yeah, use this, guys. Like we got this for y'all. Use it. And next show, hopefully, people will call in. We'll have some questions to get through. Yes, and so so again, that number is five three nine two zero nine four eight one six. And guys, if you want us to, if you're calling in with relationship advice and you want to remain anonymous. We just want we just want to connect with you guys. We will keep your identity hidden, I guess. Yes. And uh, we just want to help you guys out, and we need you guys to help us out by calling us in, asking us questions, doing everything. And if you guys want to connect with us more, we are still on Instagram. We are on. We got a chief post coming out. Yes, we do. Chief's going to make his. Uh, so you guys can learn about chief. But anyways, we're still on Apple Music. We're still on Spotify. Um, Apple Music? Yo, album dropping. Yo, but wait. Before we clock out, we still have our Athlete of the Week. So here it is. Everyone knows about the high risk, high rewards that are out there in Nevada. But even Sin City couldn't outshine our Athlete of the Week. Brandon Talton, a freshman kicker for the Wolfpack, stepped up to the plate and nailed the game winner Friday nights and bury the Boilermakers. But the pack is only stronger when they're all together. Therefore, it only makes sense that Brandon kicked the student loans to the curb and picked up a full-time scholarship. Way to go, Brandon. Congrats on being our Athlete of the Week. All right, so that was our Athlete of the Week. And uh, Brock, any last words before we head into week two of NCAA and week one of college or week one of the NFL? Stay safe, have fun, leave a voicemail, stay hydrated. All right, deuces. We enjoyed having you on board this morning. I appreciate your business. I'll fly with you again in the future. Five minutes, please, by the camp for a ride. Bye.